0: Your place to be. I won't cry,
1: Maple syrup is the best. It's so good, though. I won't
2: cry. Just be present with me and love me. I won't cry,
1: Maple Wow. 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 Wow
3: Weird, hello. 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 <laughs> Who realizes that it's a really complex cryptogram? And it takes them all the way up to the, to the top of the top, to like the church, to the Vatican, to the president, to everything.
0: Okay guys, welcome back to the Grammarx Show. We are going to be chatting with Micah Dank a little bit later. Uh, fun chat. He's got a bunch of books coming out. I forget what
1: I really like this, this show, yeah.
0: It was it, good. It was like, uh, it's like, it's like one of those fiction fact type things, or the like, one of those sorts of things. I'm waiting for the audiobook. I think I'll
1: check out the audiobook.
0: But you did read the book. Eh? I,
1: I read book one.
0: Read or listened to on voice stream at?
1: Well, I, I listened read, yeah. On voice stream? Yeah. Yeah, it was good.
0: Is, it, is voice stream getting any better yet?
1: Uh, not really. It's still, it's still pretty good. still not bad. the same it's as Audible? Good. Not the same as Audible, no, but it's still pretty good. I mean, huh. Yeah. But he's got a lot of other books afterwards, too, and I, I thought that was the latest at first. I was mistaken, but that's actually the first one in the series. But it was good. Yeah, we
0: decided we'd pop, we got a few episodes in the back catalog here, so we decided we'd come at you with a little extra episode this week, a little bonus episode coming at you. Um, So there you go. Merry Christmas. Christmas in February, March, February.
1: And we got lots of news too. I mean, we got to talk to the people. We got to talk to the listeners.
0: We just got back from our YouTube suspension (laughs) just in time to live stream last night's show, which was good, which was uh, good timing.
1: Oh, and, that was a Amikaswami, right? That was fantastic. That will Amik- be coming out soon, yeah, in a few weeks. Yeah, great chat with yeah. Amit.
0: Um, but YouTube started going through some of the back catalog stuff then and giving us crap for that. So we lost the ability to post our live stream for a while, but we got that back now. Um, so we just took the, the new show, Grimerica Outlawed. There's the chickens. <laughs> Grimerica Outlawed, we just deleted completely from YouTube, and we've moved that over to Rockfin for free. Uh, so if you want to watch the Grammerica America Outlawed streams there, the Grand America streams are still on YouTube. What we decided to do there is we just went out and, and I just took out all the vaccine episodes and all the, all the episodes of the stuff that YouTube doesn't want on there. So we, I took that stuff off and I moved it to Rockfin as well for free. So if you want to find the old Del Big Tree episodes and stuff like that, that's all over at Rockfin now. The vaccine debate shows on Rockfin because YouTube started clawing through it all and giving us warnings and strikes, and we're now like the next warnings two weeks, and then the next one is gone. Gone. They delete everything, and we can't stream, and all the subscribers are gone. And
1: did you say we're streaming Outlawed on there too? Did yeah, you say I that? did. Yeah. yeah. And then I was thinking about Outlawed the podcast too. Like, we, if everybody would help us out and just subscribe to that podcast. You don't have to pay anything or whatever. Just download it. Right. Just like, so it kind of helps the algorithms, right? If people subscribe to that feed, listen to the free show, listen to the free show, subscribe to the feed. Check it out. Yeah. The second show is, uh, is uh, like, you know, the the extra money, the plus, but the free shows are great. And the, and just that'll help us with the algos too. Like If we get everybody that's a great America listener to download that, that'll help the show.
4: Quite
0: yeah important. head over to grammar and try it's just it a another way to
1: support the show you don't have to yeah. pay money uh, value for value model here for sure but
0: you know Grimer- that'll help that fun stuff and then of course we do have the new rockfin account too because so we're streaming the stuff there move some of the old videos there in order to, for rockfin to give us the keys to the castle we had to make a premium deal with them so we've started a new video show over there, which is going pretty good so far. Actually, we're sort of working out the kinks of trying to do video and slideshows and stuff like that with guests. But so far, it's been going good. We had Randall, uh, we had Ben from Uncharted, we had Gary from Genesis.
1: Genesis six, the conspiracy. Yeah. Genesis six, the conspiracy. Yeah, we're doing one on uh, Hyperborea, like so. It's basically like ancient civilizations and ancient uh, mysteries and lost civilizations. Just fantastic stuff. Randall's was great. So was Ben's. I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah. Ben's really got that video
0: presenting down to to an art. So yeah, check that stuff out if you want to. Uh, We'll, we'll probably pop in. There's like 11 minutes of like sort of the best of from the Ben episode that we're going to pop in here between the intro and the interview. So you guys can just listen to the best of anyway, just because you guys have been around forever. So you can have the highlight reel. And uh, if you decide you want to go check us out on Rockfin, that's, fantastic too. You could just go rockfin.com slash and that'd be super. You guys sign up for the newsletter, ca slash news. Uh, it's always good to have you guys there so we can get at you with the latest news. And if we get kicked off anything or anything changes, oh, I did want to mention I have completed the new RSS feed. So people could start trying that out. Uh, I think I got a hundred or so people on it now, but I wouldn't mind upping that number a little bit just so I can start making sure the download speeds are going to maintain and stuff like that. Anyway, if you want to do that, I haven't submitted it to any place yet. So you have to do it manually, but you could just uh, add a podcast manually. Go to gramerica.ca slash feed slash podcast. And that should pull up all of, uh, it should pull up, basically identical to your current Grimerica feed. And um, anyway, if it's something you don't mind doing or trying out, I just want to make sure that as we ramp that up before I make any final decisions that the new feed is working with. And the difference
1: with, being that's coming from our own thing instead, of through, the, instead own of through server. the mainstream infrastructure. Right? That's right. Yeah. It's one of the ways we got to get independent here. I mean, I'm going to link to a Corbett video on rss and it's only a 10 50 minute video but he goes through this whole thing and how this can buy you can have rss news feeds rss podcasts and it just bypasses that whole sort of designed infrastructure to basically brainwash us you can kind of pick what you want and then you can get these audio shows or news feeds that are coming directly from the people and not through the mainstream
0: yeah, so we're ready to start stress testing that. I'd like to get a 1,000 people on it or 2,000 people on it and just sort of make sure, see if I have to up any bandwidth or what I got to do to make sure the download speeds are maintaining and sort of start wrapping that up before I submit it every place and uh, ultimately take the old feed down and redirect it to this one. So that's what I've been up to. And then, of course, we got the socials. If you're sick of Twitter, sick, sick of Facebook, head over to grimerica.ca slash social. Make yourself a profile there. Make an account. You can link to other servers if you want. There's, you know, a couple, couple thousand or tens of thousands of Mastodon servers around the world. Probably one for stuff you're into. You can find that. Check that out and kind of navigate them all as a free spirit instead of being stuck in one giant fucking centralized centralized hellhole. So we got that. And if the chats are more your thing, we did, this, we did uh, depart from Discord. Uh, due to their censorship and everything else, we could, just couldn't see ourselves continuing to give them money to support our chat room. So we've switched that. Also,
1: over. just losing it before you have a chance to move everybody.
0: Yeah, so we've got the new chats up and running. We've got a few hundred people migrated already. I am still getting messages here and there about people who don't understand what's happened, uh, why the Discord is not working anymore, or if they've been kicked out of it, or what's going on. you got to go to just americaca slash chats. Yeah. And it'll take you to the new chats, very Discord-like, pop in there. There's plenty of people in there that'll help you find your way around and learn how to use it. And that's all self-hosted as well, so we don't have to worry about it disappearing one day. Or at least if we do, we've got much bigger problems.
1: Also, check out the audiobooks we did. Darren's published a bunch of audiobooks. Uh, there's a, a web page, a landing page that basically has them all there. It's adultbrain.ca, right, Darren? Not Adult,
0: ca? Adultbrain.ca. Yeah. Is where It's just one place you can go to see all the stuff we've done for A, yeah. ourselves. Uh, Secret Teachings 1 and 2, or Secret History. Secret Societies. Yeah.
1: Secret Societies of All Ages and Countries 1 and 2.
0: Yeah. And then there's also the ones that we've narrated for other people, past guests. Eric P. Antoni's books are on there. Yeah. Mark Sloan's books are on there. Yeah. So they're all there. So basically everything Graham's read in the audiobook world is available on that web page. If you just can't get enough of Graham's soothing voice.
1: <laughs> or you can go right straight to Audible as well. But that that always helps that, too. Well, those links take you to Audible. Maybe do a review on Audible would help as well.
0: Oh yeah, all that stuff would be fantastic. All right, let's try. Uh... We forgot the quote oh, last week.
2: Did you
1: tell everybody uh, what was on uh, Great America Outlight last? Judy Mikovits, two-hour episode. Fantastic.
0: Just, I don't know if we talked about it. Oh, right. Plandemic, right? Yeah. The doctor yeah. from... Oh, it's a fantastic episode. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay, let's go to the YouTube. It's been a while. We were kicked off, but now we're back. We got on the... Uh, let's just fucking start at the top. On a Mick Goswami. We just streamed it last night. Dude looks like the Canadian Tom Segura. You guys rock. Unless you're talking about you, I don't think Tom Segura is brown. Um, you don't really look like him. I don't know. You know who know. does look like Tom Segura is Rye.
1: Oh. Hmm.
0: This is Tom Segura. Oh, okay. Looks like Rye. Anyway, uh, from Canada Talks, bloody good episode D-Ron and Graham. D-Ron and Graham are some of the best interviewers out there today. Oh, wow. Uh, thanks, thanks, buddy. Great episode. I'm going to try some of this stuff and see if it helps. From 100% Maple Stirrup. Holy shit, what an episode. Five star. Really connected a lot to what this guy was preaching tonight. Very wise. Hoping hell have more to share with, hoping he'll have more to share with us soon. (laughs) Listen, stirrup, go check out the back catalog. This is the third time we've had a mid on. Twice for sure, but we think it might be three times perhaps on reincarnation or further spiritual teachings. I will have to rewatch this episode a few times a year. Very helpful stuff. I definitely want a copy of his book. Maybe G-Man can do a read someday. OMG, Graham with the residual at the end. <laughs> laughing my ass off. I remember comment- commenting on his mispronunciation before. Always cracks me up. How can someone be so cultured and who reads so damn much make funny mistakes like that? Still with the silly Because there's multiple <laughs> fucking ways to do it. That is not one of them. <laughs> He's still a far better reader, reader than I Thanks, boys, as always, for the quality content. It gets me through and I can't wait to tip because the fucking value you guys create for me and everyone else is more than a podcast. It's family, it's friends, it's bloody Grimerica. Looking forward to our first talk, solutions, paranormal, and more. I can't wait. In life, conversation is one of the most valuable experiences. Therefore, the value you have brought to the world with your 13 years, oh, it's eight years, (laughs) and well over 480 podcasts is immeasurable. Thanks, buddy. And I hope you are very proud. No Grimerican need ever be alone, day or night, now or forever. Now that you're on LBRY, Grimerica FM needs to be on satellite radio to red pill the stuffy SUV drivers of the world. You are both national treasures. God bless, and you can deaf expect my spam to G-Man by the week's end on Friday.
1: Nice. Love,
0: Ooh. respect, and good vibes. Sending out good vibes. Joe Rogan wishes he started Grimerica. Who is that? I'll uh, be looking for the email. Maple Stirrup.
1: Oh, that was him right on.
0: Uh, what do we got? We got from Vinny. You guys are shills.
1: Ah, nice.
0: And then uh, a bunch of people jumped on him and gave him shit. We well, you, you got great fans. For what? This is a legit positive pro health episode. What can you possibly think they are showing for?
1: Uh That's a good question. I mean, I'd like to yeah. know. I'd I'd le- I'd love to know more about when people accuse people of being controlled opposition or shells. I want to know. Totally.
0: On uh the Micah Dank show. This show. Good chat as always. I used to make videos with Santos, and I just ordered three of his books. If you guys come to Utah, I want to come and meet you and learn the sky. Nice. Well, get a hold of us because uh, there is some openings for that. They're not on the website, but if you just shoot me an email, we get you in. There's still time. we got about a month till we take off. Hopefully, Graham won't get arrested on reentry. Uh, I love living in Florida. I'm reading a book called What Really Makes You... I'll th- Think you would enjoy it? I just finished dancing naked in the minefield by Kerry Mullis, and it was amazing. Wow! Have you read that? No. All right, I think that's enough.
1: I got a couple quotes a quote? since uh, we got to make up for last week, since we kind of skipped past it. We, we yep. skipped past. Yeah, we it? did. Uh, we're both taking the blame for that. Are
0: we? Yeah. I feel like you missed it. You're the quote guy.
1: Yeah, but you should have said something. I tried. You were just.
0: Too eager to get out of here? I can't remember what happened. I think you had a meeting, though, to get to. Yeah, probably. Had, it yeah. was probably D&D.
1: Probably.
0: I like how you started calling your D&D meetings so that it sounds more professional. <laughs> sounds more, like,
1: recovery-related.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm in a group recovery group where we're going to fight a dragon.
0: <laughs> and then I logged in. <laughs> and then I logged into the Zoom, and you yeah. guys are all just saying, and then I popped Randall's face
1: up there. I oh, figured that would hilarious. catch Cyrus oh, off yeah, guard. It did. Everybody was freaking out. I
0: couldn't hear you what guys. Is that? Oh,
1: yeah. That was hilarious.
0: Did they think it was really Randall? I want to no, play D&D D with so. you guys. i no,
1: <laughs> you beforehand.
2: It's the profound quote of the week.
1: guessable can
2: you guess the human who spoke it this one Put i'm going to
1: i'm going to uh i'm going to say this one kind of has to do with um an episode we did recently
0: all right let her
1: fly there are invisible rulers who control the destinies of millions it is not generally realized to what extent the words and actions of our most influential public men are dictated by shrewd persons operating behind the scenes.
0: Mm. Dave McGowan.
1: No. Go further back to the beginning of propaganda.
0: Uh, The B guy?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Berkowitz? No. Bernays. Bernays. That's a great one. And I got another one here, too. This is just... Ugh. Shortly, the public will be unable to reason or think for themselves. They'll only be able to parrot the information they've been given on the previous night's news. That's from 1972. Walter Cronkite. No, no, no. <laughs> he was the parrot. Uh, insignia Brzezinski.
0: Another bee? Yeah. Is that Mika Brzezinski's dad? Yeah. Isn't her husband
1: a murderer? What? Shh.
0: I can't say that.
1: No, dude. Is no, that like you can't defame people. Yeah, I don't know. Can't say that. Fake news. What? <laughs> You're
0: saying this now? I've said some crazy, <laughs> crazier stuff than that. <laughs> I think he is, though.
1: That's the last person we want to get on our case.
0: Who? Mika Brzezinski. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I don't know his name. Let's shut down that podcast. Yeah, that, that, There's, that, a There's, <laughs> There's a loophole. There's a loophole in the narrative.
0: America loophole. <laughs> It'd be nice to get a loophole. We in
1: decide head. what people think. She's the one that got busted saying that. Really? We're the ones that tell people what to think.
0: Not anymore, bitch. Yeah. Not anymore. Anyway, uh, if you guys are getting some value from the podcast, we leave that. Oh, I heard Curry wants to come on the show. Great. Bring him on. That's a, I haven't listened to No Agenda yet, but I heard that's what he's saying. Oh, wow. He's about ready to come on. And launch the lightning payments, which could change the value for value model forever. Yeah, or you guys can just set it and forget it. Pay us this, so many cents a minute—twenty-five cents a minute. You decide. Dollar a minute. Anyway, uh, sorry, an hour per hour played or something like that. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, don't know. Curry will tell us all about it when he comes on the show here. Um, anyway, if you guys are getting value from the show, we la- we leave that up to you to decide. If the 480 episodes that are out there free have added some value to your life, if the show is adding some value to your day, to your commute, whatever that looks like, use a cup of coffee, cable subscription, movie ticket, you decide, head over to grandamerica.ca slash support, uh, sign up for a monthly, make a one-time donation, all those fantastic things. uh, You can buy clothes from the swag shop, grandamerica.ca slash swag course, now you could also head over to Plus, sign up for a Plus subscription, get even more content, and support the show. That's Grand um, America Outlaw, though. Right? That's Grand which is a little heavy for some people. Grand America is a lot funner than Outlaw. Outlaw is more going after.
1: We only have so much time to push back right now, so that's yeah, so our that's our push back vehicle of pushback. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And then we've got the Rockfin thing going where we started moving the video over and we started doing the video series over there. So you can check out rockfin.com slash America and see if that's something you're into. All different ways to support the show. Of course, we do have that, that swag shop is a brand new shop. If you haven't checked it out in a while, the Redbubble shop was shit compared to this one. The layout is much better. It's much more user friendly to go through and find what you're looking for. I think it's not as woke. Uh, well, it we'll, remains to be seen, but it's not as woke yet. Uh, That's grimerica.ca slash swag. Of course, if you're stuck under some shitty mask mandate someplace and you can't get around it, head over to grimerica.ca slash masks, and that'll take you right to the 20 masks we've got over there so far. Uh, Some of them are protest style. Some of them are good vibe style. Some of them are just chill. Same with some of the gear. We started rolling out some more protest gear, like COVID-1984 and stuff like that. So check all that stuff out if you need some new clothes. Uh, all of it helps the show. We love you for that. We would not be here doing this show 480 episodes in and trying new projects and expanding if we didn't have all you lovely people listening, supporting, and sharing. Just keep doing that. Keep keep on going. We'll keep doing what we're doing. Enjoy this. Uh, we got a little, I think it's 11 minutes here. We'll roll out with Ben from Uncharted, who we're going to be having on this show here very soon for an audio podcast. <coughs> He's going to come on in the next uh, probably in the next month or so and we'll do a pod, full podcast with Ben but here's like 11 minute teaser of Ben talking about ancient uh, technology, advanced technology yeah. fun stuff uh, if you want to check out his stuff just head over to unchartedx.com he's got tons of videos on his youtube channel amazing amazing content so enjoy that and then of course after that enjoy the fantastic chat with Mr. Mike Kedang
4: One of the things about ancient egypt that people don't often realize is that our orthodox version of their civilization is not at all what they said their civilization was um they trace their roots back far further than you know the beginning of the old kingdom you know twenty at at like three thousand b c like that's they the Egyptians called themselves a legacy civilization of the people that came before so uh he he has that perspective as well Yusuf, but he's epic and anyone i'd highly recommend him a couple other guys like him as well in Egypt but you can go there and get a real authentic and it, i think it's it would really help Egypt because it, it, the more mystery and wonder you can inject into these things the more people are going to want to go and see it uh and i think there's mut there's a lot of that to be found there uh there's i think less if you just well we know how this was done the egyptians built it all they made they built the pyramid in you know 25 years and it was you know done but everyone came and worked on it for three months a year, or whatever. They, they just—we know how it was done. There's, there is—the deeper you look, there's so many unanswered questions and so many aspects of this that haven't been studied appropriately yet. That they're, they're not things that the establishment and, I guess, academia that have the, the the permits and they control the access for research seem to be very interested in in chasing down. But there are people out there that are that are doing it, and including guys in Egypt like like Youssef. There's an interesting correlation with things like the amount of underground cities almost like Darren in Turkey, um, Cappadocia, there's uh, it, underneath it's underneath the ground at Saqqara in Egypt. People don't realize just how much is, is beneath the ground there. And there was quite likely a reason why people were down in the ground. Like Darren I think in Turkey's something like 250,000 people could have lived down in these wow. caverns. Wow. And it's, why are you living down there? Like what it's not a defensive measure. Like you can put water in there and you can seal like it's not a good place to go if you're if you're worried about people invading you, but it is a good place to go if you're if the surface is going to kill you, which which you know we know has now happened like things like the younger Drys cataclysm, there's been solar events. there's there may have been a, a strong reason why people may have had to go underground for generations. Uh, and that might be we might be looking at some of the evidence for that in these places. Um, I, I think there's a strong possibility of that. Like places like Saqqara in Egypt, which is where the Step Pyramid is, where they they think that it was like that's the first pyramid that came up. There, there is such a deeper level of sophistication beneath the ground than what's above it. This is a video that I'm working on at the moment, and there's something like at least five or six miles of tunnels beneath Saqqara. We don't really know how much the underground, how how far it goes, and and even even orthodox academics admit that there's the vast majority of ancient Egypt is beneath the ground it's wow. still beneath the wow. so it's like, just eight,
0: all buried eight, in sand
4: and, not just buried in sand but in the bedrock it's probably the most famous of the egyptian of these great egyptian structures that has been lost to the sands of time and it's one that we know about because we had guys like herodotus and diodorus siculus and all of these historical figures were writing about it. They witnessed it. So you, you have Egyptian records of it. Then you also have these these other records that come from other civilizations that sort of verify it. This existed. And this was something incredible. It was like thousands of rooms. It was the, the biggest, one of the biggest underground like talk about it, like seven or eight football fields, like massive, multi-leveled underground labyrinth that is you uh, were said to have needed a guide to go through there. It was multi levels. It was all granite, like massive granite walls. There's a lot of descriptions of it. It's incredible structure, lost to the sands of time, apparently. And uh, Flinders Petrie, it was a. I consider him one of the pioneering archaeologists and Egyptologists. That that he was the first guy to really apply modern um, engineering techniques to try and find stuff. And he. Speculated that that this was located at Hawara, which is this. Where there's a pyramid, uh, like a mud brick pyramid. There's there's a, a big sands. There's, there's a there's a it's an interesting. It's just a, a pyramid, like a, a broken down mud brick pyramid with all of this sand there today. But he dug down the sand. He found big granite blocks, and he suspected that was the foundations uh, of the labyrinth. Now, what 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 later happened? There was an expedition called the Matahar expedition. I think it was 2015, if I'm not wrong that was done with in in coordination with the antiqu the uh, supreme council antiquities under hawass at the time and they went and did a bunch of ground penetrating really, like four or five different techniques to look under the ground and they found the damn thing like it's he, petrie didn't find the foundations for it he found the roof for it he found the top layer and what they found was that far below that there was these there's these all these images you can see of it like a grid pattern of all of these blocks and it's this massive everywhere they scanned they found evidence for this for this labyrinth and the, the the funny thing about all this is is that it really matches up with almost every ancient culture our culture included it matches up with our stories religions traditions everything we say about our past even in in the the christian culture today it's like flood myths you know fire myths you, you can't poke a stick at any ancient religion without finding uh, either flood or fire or ma- some massive cataclysm that their ancestors barely survived and and then had to rebuild. They were knocked back down and had to come back up again. And this holds true for Egypt, for Native American traditions, for for our tradition for that matter. Um, so it's 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 all these things kind of line up. And then you know we've at the same time been discovering that oh our species gets older and older and older. We keep finding older and older and older examples of Homo sapiens. We find more and more complexity in our DNA, like we, we now know that there's some link between South American cultures and Australasian cultures that doesn't exist in Central and North American uh, cultures or back in the day. So it really challenges the whole, well, if the people came into the Americas through that Northern land bridge, how come those people in, the, in Northern Central America don't have this genetic indicator? There's so much to talk about with these phases. And this gets down into sort of the engineering challenges of, of creating objects like these. And again, these are all made, so there's, there's tens of thousands of these, 50,000 or more. Wow. 40, 000, oh, there's, they're everywhere. There, the 40,000 or more of these were discovered um, beneath the Step Pyramid at Joze, of joser at Saqqara in those six miles of tunnels that I was talking oh, about. Holy shit. Um, and, and not only there, but also like the Schist disk, which we can take a look at too, that's supposedly First Dynasty. You have other objects like this that are admittedly, Pre-dynastic, so they're even older. I think a lot of these were inherited and reused, and there's some evidence for it. But just from an engineering perspective, they're utterly remarkable. And, and the, what part of this is part of this is based on the material that they're made from. So a lot of these are made from granite, schist, diorite, even corundum. So stuff that's like six point five, seven, eight, even nine on the Mohs scale of hardness, which tops out at ten with a diamond. Which you know, some of this stone is incredibly difficult to work. This was a, a saw cut. This was a saw. See the see the curve to the blade. This is this was a, a saw cut that wasn't quite finished on this basalt block. Uh, massive, a massive circular saw cut. That's this is at a place called Abusia. That's an old kingdom site. Uh, you, it's not somewhere that the general public can get to. But you can see the striations from the blade. You can also see the curve of the blade. This would have been a circular saw, perhaps a swing saw that was like probably nine meters or so in diameter. I did a video recently about this box in Lahoon. This is a granite box carved from a single piece. Not as big <laughs> as the boxes in a the Serapium, but this is probably the most precisely made granite box that we've ever found in Egypt, in a granite room, by the way. This this is all made from granite. And this thing has tolerances down to the thousandths of an inch as measured by Flinders Petrie. And again, he was the first guy to apply these engineering principles and try to understand how things were made. It's, I think, a discipline that's sorely lacking from today's uh orthodox establishment it's an incredible this place there's 24 of these boxes and there's some of them weigh 50 60 70 even up to 100 tons with the lid um what are the dimensions and, uh, of
0: them approximately
4: uh it's sort of probably Two some feet. of them are up like 15 feet long and probably some of them are even longer uh some of them are up to 10 or 11 feet high with the lid oh so um, like
0: what that one we're looking right now that's like six feet across or
1: so would you say
4: at, le- at least. Yeah. At least. Uh, there's a good, uh, I think there's a clip of me. Where it wow.
1: So those are absolutely massive. It's and there's, and there's
4: a lot of them down there. It's 20 and we've never replicated one of the, we, we, it's funny. Chris Dunn did the experiment to, he went and asked rennet companies to can you make one of these? Cause again, the part that people forget about this it's single piece of stone single piece both the lid and the box come from a single piece of stone and you're carving it from a single piece of stone last year and he actually went and took a modern surface roughness meter that measures sort of the flatness and of of surfaces down to the microns and he laser scanned uh, a bunch of these objects and things in in india and really got some tremendous results and i think it really puts this idea that some of these objects and and uh structures were made by hand to rest because you have He's taken measurements, particularly in some of these caves in India, but also on the the H blocks at Pumapunku, the boxes in the Serapium. You're talking about single digits of microns wow. uh, in terms of flatness. And one 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 of the walls in this cave has a has a, a surface roughness of around 1.5 microns. Wow. Now, a, mic- a micron being a thousandth of a millimeter, like that's yeah. how flat this surface is and uh, and over long distances. Like this is absolutely mind-boggling and what clearly does, uh, com- some, something else other than guys rubbing on it with rocks and sand was involved here and it it, it the implications on history are, are staggering it not just history but technology as well i think so that's there's a there's a there's a lot more we should be doing to study this stuff is what i'm saying i think uh and some of those answers may lay outside of um our current realm of understanding
0: i'm wondering what like the high-end finish for concrete is these days like how, oh, how like smooth that. can they get concrete or even a sheet of, a sheet of glass isn't going to be close to that.
4: Well, no a sheet of a glass itself. You're, you, you're at the almost this, this you are at the same rugosity or, or surface roughness of glass at that point. Yeah. You are, uh, that's about the same as just glass, which, which, you know, it's uses gravity. It settles on a level. It's like, that's, that's perfectly formed glass. It is orders of magnitude smoother than, Uh, precision concrete. In the Serapium specifically, in these alcoves with these boxes, and I think this is something else that sort of hints at a a functional nature, there were these massive granite false doors. So these big pieces of granite and they had this, what's called a false door shape on it. You'll see it at the back of this box and all of that granite, you can see it. it There was one of them, like they were facing the boxes in all the alcoves you had on either side, these big false doors, which I think are acoustically active um, devices. There's a few resonance chambers that use that shape that you can still experience some Astonishing uh, resonance in
1: all right, tonight we've got Micah Dank with us. He's an author and researcher on astrotheology in the Bible. I just finished his book, Beneath the Veil into the Rabbit Hole, which was great. Can't wait to talk about that. So thanks for uh joining us, Micah.
3: Hey, yeah, thanks for having me guys.
1: Yeah, your your book was full of, it's honestly, it's my favorite genre of books now. It's like, it's like fiction, right? Kind of, right. but based on all these esoteric facts and ancient mysteries, and we've had a few guests on that have written that style of book, and I absolutely love it.
3: Thank you. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for the kind words.
1: And everything like from the Black Pope and the Catholic Church and crystals and Atlantis and geopolitics and surveillance. I mean, it's...
3: It's
0: almost like uh, so. It's like um, historical fiction, but more like uh, possible. Yeah yeah, histor- yeah, yeah, yeah. Alternative
1: historical yeah. fiction.
3: Yeah, I kind of, I kind of blur the lines between reality and fiction.
1: That's kind of what I thought. Obviously, doing it on purpose, right?
3: Yeah, of course.
1: Is that all your like? All the books you've written are like that, or because yeah. I only read the it's latest like one. one long,
3: so. it's like one long series. So book two is going to follow book one storyline, and so on and so forth.
1: Okay, all right. Same with your earlier books. Same type. Same style.
3: No, this is the first series oh. that I've ever written.
1: Oh, okay. What was the inspiration? Where, where would you come
0: up with? Uh, do, are you like I just, religious? I just, or?
3: No, I grew up. I grew up being. My parents were religious.
0: Fundamentalist? Or? T-
3: no, no, no. Jewish religious. Okay. Like uh, conservative religion. I used to go to temple all the time with them. <laughs> I never took to it. And uh, when I was about nine years old, I had a friend move into the area whose family was a born-again Christian, and I'm still friends with him to this day. And uh, I would wonder, I'd be like, well, who's right? Somebody's got to be right. (laughs) Yeah. And it it turns out that like, you know, nobody's right. You know, it turns (laughs) out that the truth is a very different thing.
1: Yeah. So what have you found out like since then, like learning, learning all this esoteric stuff and ancient mysteries, like where are you at now with the truth?
3: I think that everything goes back to astrology.
1: Wow. Yeah, I mean, one of our favorite oh. guests and friends of the show, M- David Matheson, I mean, he he links all the common myths to the stars, you know, to, mm-hmm. that was to our the first, constellations. And, yeah, he
0: was like episode 99, I think, was, was our he? first sort of introduction to that, and we were just sort of spellbound by it. I mean, we're, we're going in, in two months, I mean, hopefully we're going down to Utah to... Uh, to go to Bryce Canyon and Zion Canyon and sit under the stars for one night at each. And, and he's going to sort of recount some of those old myths and where, where he figures they're based on. But that was the first awesome. introduction to it was going through the Bible and how they sort of follows the, was it the Zodiac? Yeah. yeah. And yeah.
1: Is
3: that where you ended up
1: too? Well, some of the Zodiac. I don't think it's all Zodiac. I think some of it is just constellations.
3: Oh, it's the ADA constellations, including the 12 zodiacs.
1: Right, right. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is that how, how right. did you, how did you get that into the stars and that and the astrology then?
3: So when I was, uh, I was living in Boston about nine years ago <clears throat> and I moved there for a job and I spent a lot of time because I didn't really know people there yet. I spent a lot of time on the iPad just came out. So I was on the iPad on YouTube, just going down rabbit holes. <laughs> and I came across a guy named Jordan Maxwell. I don't yeah. know if you guys have heard of him. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I came across Jordan Maxwell and I just studied all his stuff.
1: Right. Because yeah, and you listed I, him in the front of your book as inspiration. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I uh found Santos Bonacci too, who I uh who I talked too early when I first started doing my own work. I reached out to him early, like on the book of Matthew, when I decoded it. And he was like, no, this is great. Keep going. This is 100% accurate. So, you know, he really gave me early uh, praise. You know, most of the stuff that I do, a good portion of the stuff that I do is my own work. I mean, it's maybe like my books are maybe like 60, 40, 60% my work, 40% stuff that I've learned from other people. Right.
0: And then with some fiction twisted, twisted in.
3: Yeah, well, of course. You have to make it easier to digest, you know?
0: Yeah, I used to be the opposite, but the last few years I've really fallen into the fiction where to the point where it'd be hard to get me to read something that wasn't, fiction to a certain extent
1: <laughs>
0: so I, I like that that style now that now it just needs to be an audiobook
3: <laughs> yeah i got my audiobook i just got the email from my pub from my publisher my audiobooks for the first one's coming out uh four twenty seven. oh good for Excellent. you that's great huh. yeah is that for beneath a, the veil or yeah that's for beneath the veil and the second book the sacred stones uh i signed uh we, well, he signed a uh a two-book deal Good for you. produced. Good for you. So if that does well, we'll sign another two-book deal or a four-book deal. We'll see.
1: So what's the sacred stones like then compared to Beyond the Veil, Beneath the Veil?
3: Uh, It has a lot to do with the Black Pope and the Jesuits (laughs) and what the true reality of that is. It has to do with the capstones of the pyramids.
1: Really? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, we should have done your books at the end, but I mean, it's it's a good starting point, too. So then you also have for pre-order here, Pangea's Pandemic, so... Mm-hmm. What's that going to be like?
3: I wrote that. In, that's book four. I wrote that in 2017, 2018. Uh, and the plot behind it is basically this, because I'm not going to give away the any yeah, of it, really. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. but <clears throat> the plot is basically this. There's a evil entity out there that manipulates a um, the global flu vaccine. That was mandated no <laughs> to include this protein from a jellyfish in, in, Come on. in Japan, in Japan, there's a jellyfish called the Urukandji jellyfish. And when it stings you, one of the side effects is it leaves you with an impending sense of doom to the point where you beg people to kill you. So basically, they're going to modify this flu vaccine um, with this protein, and then people are just going to start offing themselves so they have to, to lower the population. So, you know, my characters have to figure out what happened and uh how to get through it.
1: Dude, did what I mean, what do you think this year after all that? I mean,
3: come on. I away. wrote it in 2017-2018. I wrote a disclaimer at the beginning of the book. <laughs> I was like
1: <laughs> What did you say?
3: I was like I forget what I said exactly. I was like uh this was written in 2017-2018 before any of this had happened. I was like you know, and I left some, some other note on it too, but basically just a disclaimer on it.
1: Yeah. that I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't know anything <laughs> about this. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, that's crazy. So, so where did you go from, from there then all this stuff, learning about ast- ast- astrology, astral theology, like, how did you get deeper into that? You, 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 um you, you decoded. What did you decode? They that kind of um, launched this whole thing.
3: Just a bunch of passages in the Bible. Okay. You know, I'll go. Th- I'll go through it with you. Um, it's kind of my own spin on things. Yeah. Basically, but you basically go through the twelve signs, and then I start decoding the passages.
1: Okay, so that's kind of where you're like getting your own work from, is what you mean, right? You're investigating right. this stuff on your own. You're not just taking ideas from all these different authors that obviously have inspired exactly. you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, let's start. I guess let's start going through some of that.
3: All right. So basically, we're talking about, um, have you heard of the Lascaux Caves in France?
1: Yep. Yeah, we did yeah. a show on with some of that, one of those pictures that uh, is in Is that in the one where there's supposed it's... to
0: be like 50 oh, animals? Oh, is that oh, the no, one? no, that's the different one. Is that
1: okay. a different one? No, okay. that's the Lascaux. I think that's the last. Oh, no, that is different. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're talking yeah, about okay. a different cave, yeah.
3: The Lascaux caves caves are caves in France that they found, and they went deep into them, and then they found pictures of like bulls and fish and horses and rams and 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 goats uh, and lions, like etched onto the wall. And what they did is they brought in an astronomer with a computer, because we have the technology to do it right now. And what they did is they carbon dated the wall to about forty thousand years, and. And what they did was they rewound the clocks back 40,000 years, and they printed out what they found, and they put it over the cave. And it turns out that when you do that, Pisces is the two fish are where Pisces are, and Leo is where the lion, they're all where they're supposed to be. So 40,000 years ago, they knew about the Zodiac.
0: Right. And they were using the same interpretations.
3: Exactly. Which is probably
0: more Interesting.
3: Right. The Zodiac hasn't really changed over the years, um, or our modern interpretation of it, I should say. It changed in two ways. In the Egyptian times, and this isn't really modern, but in the Egyptian times, the crab for cancer was actually the scarab, the beetle. That's why um, St. Augustine called Jesus the good beetle. And um, Leo the lion used to be the sphinx. So in those two ways it's changed but it's pretty much remained the same since then.
0: And then so we had now this could be um could be could be incorrect as well. I think it was Martin Sweatman we had on that thought some of the carvings on Göbekli Tepe might have alluded to a zodiac before before you know, he you know yeah. whenever that's from you know fifty sixty thousand years ago. Whenever go back, well, Göbekli
3: Tepe goes back twelve thousand years, and um, it was an astronomy observatory, is what it was. They're finding more and more information out about that.
1: Wasn't it just covered up twelve thousand years? I think he was trying to say it was made way before, and it was just covered up twelve thousand years ago.
3: Are you sure that wasn't the other um, the yeah. other thing they just found in Turkey?
1: Yeah, maybe, yeah.
3: It might have been the other one because the other one was way older. Right. But I think Göbekli Tepe is uh, okay. yeah. is twelve thousand years.
1: Yeah. So how do they? How do these things stay the same throughout time? Like that's what like I just all these different that's cultures in the, the zodiac.
3: Like that's the real interesting question. Because if I've we look, back.
1: if we look up, I mean, we I can't we can't figure any of this stuff out if we didn't know about
3: yeah, this. That's because we've lost it. Yeah. That's because it's been suppressed. We've lost this information. They've turned astrology into uh, uh, yeah. girls asking for your sign to find out what kind of lover you are. That's what they've turned it into when that's not really where astrology is. Right. You know, astrology tells you things. It tells you when to plant, it tells you when to harvest, it tells you when winter's coming, it tells you when spring is arriving, it tells you uh, a billion things, you know?
1: Hmm. So the big mystery, how did how did they all how did they all know about this and then and so long ago?
3: Yeah, that's a big mystery and I have no idea. <laughs> I don't think anybody does, you know. I mean, you could look at like the book of Enoch or stories about the past, you know, about where our true nature comes from that this information might have been given to us. Yeah. I've personally traced it back to the Lascaux caves 40,000 years. You know, that's well before modern civilization, the Sumerians and everybody were were in play. Yeah, what's, uh, we're talking like, that's
1: almost, that's right before the, I I mean, that's before the Ice Age in a way. I think that's, that is
3: before the Ice Age. Well, that's, it is before the Ice Age. The the Ice Age is uh, 12,000 years old. Yeah. We go through cycles, we go through cycles of 12,000 year periods.
1: 25, nine, twenty. I guess. Half, right, of, right? half or, of a procession.
3: Yeah, that's, that's the great year. Yeah. year. That's the great year. That's if you add up all the Zodiac signs, you get 25,
0: nine, twenty. Yeah. So do we know which Zodiac signs give us trouble? Because that would be helpful. Because I agree with 100%. <laughs> I feel like because we had Randall Carlson and all these guys on, and I feel like that that processional cycle is very much tied into fucking trouble. And that, right. that, you know, it's every half a procession, we're going through something. And, you know, mm-hmm. maybe metaphysically, maybe physically, but I mean, Randall Carlson would say it's physically, and that's when you need to watch out for rocks from space. Now, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you know which, which signs, like, is it the age of Aquarius? Because that's what we're just getting now into now, I think, right? Is-
3: the age of Aquarius is an enlightening period. Oh, this is. good. There's a couple things that's going to happen in the age of Aquarius. Number one, people are going to start to wake up to all this stuff that like people like me are talking about and about other things. It's a it's an awakening period. Two, the elites are going to make their last stand because they know that everybody's <laughs> going to start waking up. You know, so they're going to get desperate with the things they try and do. Um, and the those are basically the two things that are going to happen. Um, and it can't be stopped. You know they know this. It's pre-written in the stars. It's pre-written in all the texts. You know, you know how this is going to end. Are they?
1: Are they doing? Is this happening now? Like twenty twenty, twenty twenty one?
3: Yeah, yeah. I'll put it to you this way: in the age of Taurus, you Where had the Egyptians. That? The Egyptians, okay. Uh, yeah, in the, in the, in the age
0: so of Taurus,
3: like you had the Egyptians five thousand years ago ish. Uh, yeah, five six thousand. Yeah. How yeah, long yeah, five, is the procession?
0: Seventy two years? No.
3: No, that's that's one degree on the procession. That's one degree. Procession How That's twenty one s- twenty one sixty.
0: How long is um so that's how long each uh zodiac gets? Yeah, each so zodiac t- is twenty
3: one sixty. So Taurus
1: okay. is before Pisces and Pisces was around Jesus time. No, again. Taurus
3: Taurus is so let me let me just go through this. Yeah, in the oh, age yeah. of yeah. In, in the on. age of Taurus yeah. you have the Egyptians. Yeah. And you could see hieroglyphs. You have like the bull with the horns, and then they have the sun in between the head. I mean, it's so obvious. They're telling you they're worshiping the sun uh, in Taurus. And then you go to Aries, and then the Egyptians start to fade, and the Jews start to come up. And then you get the the, the Bible from the Jews. You know, the Jews are the people of Aries, uh, the ram. That's why they have a lamb bone on the Passover dinner. That's why the Jews smeared the lamb's blood uh over their houses during passover um in egypt because god was going to kill all their unborns. the unborns that people didn't do that that's why they blow the ram's horn you know they're the people of aries in fact uh <clears throat> moses goes to the top of the of mount sinai to get the ten commandments and he comes back and he sees the jews worshiping a golden calf so i'm going to present you two scenarios number one either these uh Basically, these homeless nomadic Jews have been walking around the desert for 40 years with unlimited gold, found welding equipment, and built this giant idol. Or they're talking about it's a metaphor for them worshiping the sun and Taurus. And he got mad and he broke the tablets because they were worshiping the wrong time period. They're the people of Aries. Okay. So then the Jews start to fade, they start to go down in numbers. And then in Christianity, you have the fish, the two fish. Uh, That's why Jesus feeds the masses with two fish. Um, You have Christianity, you have the Jesus fish. Um, You have the Vesica Pisces, um, which is where the Jesus fish comes from. It's the middle of it. And then the Christians are the people of Pisces. (laughs) And now we're in the age of Aquarius, and you've got—there's going to be a new religion. That was the third part that I came to. So you had those two earlier. And then the third part right here is I think the new religion is going to be merging with machines.
1: Yeah, it's a technocracy religion, really. To...
0: I was thinking okay. it might just be the state. I mean, people are <laughs> people are just like... A, just, statism. statism is at an all-time high. I, I can't believe it. It's, people a, it's that a competition thought, between... It's like a competition to see who can... Statism
1: like, and technocracy. I swear if... The, scientism. If our, if could our, be scientism. If our
0: officials came out tomorrow and said, if you drink toilet water... It'll help sell that meme today too, eh? That, that people would listen. I think that mm-hmm. a percentage of people would go and start drinking and they'd put pictures on Facebook of them drinking toilet water. We
1: mm-hmm. should try
3: it. So it could I be sci-
1: it could be scientism. I mean, that's kind of technocracy as well. But yeah, I mean Well there's... you've
3: got you've got Elon Musk going on Joe Rogan and saying how he warned everybody about merging with me about the machines and everybody. And we said it was futile. Do you remember him coming out, smoking weed with Joe Rogan and then telling him that he warned everybody. And then he just goes right back to it and then just like puts his foot on the gas.
1: I know. And he ignores all the evidence of UFOs and all the other like really stuff that I'd be focusing on if I was Elon Musk. How are those things flying around in the sky? And he's still talking about traditional rocketry and traditional propulsion systems. Mm-hmm. Something's wrong there.
0: Bezos has a rocket now too. It makes me think we're going into Dune future. <laughs> as soon as I saw Bezos's rocket, I was like, "Oh, he's see, a philanthropist. He'll just be then. House <laughs> Bezos, and he'll have his own army. And you know, eventually they're going to start taking. Elon will have Mars, and this will be it. I don't yeah. Think. Hopefully not. Hopefully we can fight back. I mean, if it's the Age of Aquarius and people are waking up." Maybe that'll happen. So can you take us through a couple of those passages that that you decoded that kind of made you lock this in?
3: So can I assume that everybody knows the 12 signs and the information in it, or should I go through it real quick? No, you,
0: you better go through it real quick. There's been a ton of new people coming on lately, so...
3: All right. Okay, no biggie. Okay, so there are questions that you can ask about the Bible, some of which... Or how was Jesus able to heal the blind, how he walked on water, how he turned water into wine, why he had 12 disciples, why he was betrayed with a kiss by Judas, why he was dead for three days, why his birthday's on December 25th. All that is astrology.
0: Yes. Can I take some guesses at what I think it is? You can. The one I think I know, and I might not, is that he's dead for three days because that's how long the earth stops tilting when it gets to the end of its tilt before it starts coming back
3: that's not it but I've never heard that before that's interesting oh, and then
0: I thought he was born on the 25th because because what happens is we get down in the 21st we hit the equinox where we hit the edge and we actually or sorry the not the equinox the uh, solstice. solstice where we hit the shortest day of the year in the northern hemisphere and the the earth actually stays still for a couple of days. And it's Christmas is the first it. day that we roll back. And the interesting thing about that, that most people don't realize is that new year's has some, some significance in that as well, because sure. The days start getting longer, but they, the morning still keep getting later until January 1st, January 1st is the first time that the, the, that the, you, the morning gets earlier the day gets later and the morning gets later. So your days are getting a couple seconds longer, but the morning doesn't actually start going backwards until January 1st.
3: Wow. That's interesting. I well, The it. reason that New Year's day is on December 31st. And so Neil deGrasse Tyson, I, I know you guys have an audience, so I'm hoping that like they can go on Twitter, tag me, tag him. Cause I've reached out to him a bunch of this because what he said was bullshit. He said that there's nothing significant that happens on new year's Eve. You know, because if you think about it astrologically and just in general, we should have our <clears throat> we should have our New Year's Day on a solstice or an equinox. You know, pick one, you know, because December, December 31st, January 1st is not significant. It is, though, because on December 31st at midnight, if you go outside to have a cigarette after the ball drops, um, you see and you look straight up in the sky as high as you can look, you see Sirius, our dog It's our binary star. And then you just follow it straight down, and it's you on Earth, and then you follow it straight down all the way down again, and it's uh, the sun on the other side. So it lines up perfectly on that day. It's the height of Sirius. So if everybody could just go and tag him and let him know I've tried to reach out to him to tell him he's full of shit.
0: Yeah, I think it was Randall Carlson that filled me in on that New Year's Day thing because I was bitching about the Gregorian calendar, how it had no meaning. He's like, well, you know, that New Year's is there for a reason. I know. You know what it was is I was bitching about the whole American imperial system about <clears throat> the foot and the this and the that, and and he really schooled me and all that. And, and how, It turns out how sacred how that like, is. It's the American it. system that's actually clinging on <laughs> to all these sacred numbers, and if if they stop clinging on, then we're going to lose – start losing sight of a lot of them.
3: Mm -hmm. But people don't know where it really comes from. Um, So what happens is for why he was dead for three days is the sun rises a degree starting on December 25th. Every single day on its axis as it goes around the zodiac wheel. It hits the summer solstice and then for three days it stays at that height. And then it drops a degree on June 25th. Then it comes down a degree every single day until it hits the winter solstice. And then for three days, it's at its lowest point, like you said before. So that's why God's son was dead for three days. The sun was dead for three days. And that's why his birthday is December 25th, because that's the day it rises a degree again.
1: And the 12 disciples is the Zodiac?
3: Yeah, it's one for, one for each sign.
1: And what about the kiss by Judas.
3: The, well, I'm going to I go through the 12 signs and I'll explain the case. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah sure. I, started,
0: I sidetracked you there, yeah. trying to be smart. No, it's okay. <laughs> I don't
3: mind it. Um, so basically, I start with Aquarius when I talk about it. I know the zodiac starts in Aries, but I start with Aquarius because it's like January. It's the beginning of our of our year. So it's represented by the man. It's the man with the water pitcher. And Pisces is the sign of the two fish. Aries is the ram, and in Aries you have March 21st, which is the spring equinox. It's a 12-hour day, 12-hour night. It's also the Passover, or in other words, it's the passing over of the sun over the equator and back on its way to its height in the summer solstice. In Christianity, the passing over is changed, and it's called the resurrection of God's son. So you have two religions, two meanings, but it means the same thing. Taurus is the bull. Now remember, you have to understand this is that There were no clocks. There was no watches. There was no nothing. You needed astrology to tell you when to plant, when to hide in winter, when to reap, when to sow, when to reap. Um, So literally, as above, so below, when you see the bull in the sky, you have to put the plow on the bull on Earth in order to plow. Because Taurus is the season where you plant. Uh, Gemini is the twins, Castor and Pollux Troy. Cancer is the crab. And the Cancer, it moves sideways. If you ever see a crab move, it's a sideways moving creature, just like the sun does on December 21st, I mean, on June 21st to June 24th. It moves sideways. Okay. Um, (laughs) And in ancient times, it was known as the scarab, which was worshipped in Egyptian times. And then Leo is the king, it's the lion. And the ruling planet of Leo is the sun. So in the Bible, when they're talking about Jesus in his kingdom, or he's in the most high, he's talking about him being in Leo, the sun being in Leo. Virgo is the woman holding the wheat stalk. So remember when you plant in Taurus, right? When it gets to Virgo with a lady with the wheat stalk, you know that the virgins would go out and cultivate all the wheat to make the bread for the year. Then Libra is the justice, it's the scales, the balance, it's the just one. And the reason it's the justice is because there's an equinox there, and the sun falls down the equinox and goes on its way into death. Um, so it judges God's son, And, you know, the Jews always whoa, have whoa,
0: a... Wait uh, a second, can you, can you just say that part again for me, that last, like, 30 seconds? That really yeah, so just it, sort of resonated there.
3: Yeah, so Libra is the justice. It's the scales, it's the balance, it's the just one. And what happens is you have an equinox in Libra. And then after the equinox, the sun starts falling to his death. Okay? So it judges God's son. Okay? Um the Jews always celebrate the new year around the fall equinox, and Libra is also the judge. Right? That's when, you, that's when it's judged. That's when it, it judges. That's why the Jews also have Yom Kippur, which is the Day of Atonement, where they're being judged. Okay? Uh, Libra is also the judge. That's why you always crash the stock market in Libra. Wow. Yeah. So, basically, you also get the wine in Libra, too. So, you got the bread in Virgo and the wine in Libra. You grab the grapes in Libra and you press them into wine. Uh, Scorpio is a scorpion. Here's where we were talking about right before. He's the betrayer. When a scorpion bites you, it leaves an imprint in your skin that looks like a pair of lips. It's why the mafia has the kiss of death. That's where they get it from. And it's why Jesus was betrayed by Judas with a kiss. So the son is judged in Libra and it's betrayed in Scorpio. And finally the son Sagittarius with the bow and the arrow—that's uh, what shoots the sun and inflicts further punishment on the sun and finally kills it. In the Bible, it beca- from the bow and arrow it becomes a spear, and I'll show you the passage where it explains that. Um, there's two specific important murders that involve a spear in the Bible. Two, the two most important. The first one is the first murder, which is Cain and Abel, and Cain in Hebrew literally means spear. Okay. So Abel's killed by a spear, and then Jesus, he's rocked by a spear in his side. Okay, so the spear is a very important thing in the Bible. And then Capricorn is the goat. So <clears throat> if you're talking about, now that we've gone through those 12 signs, if you're talking about um, phrases, I could say to you guys, if you've heard the phrase, pride comes before the fall. No.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: You've never heard "Pride Comes Before the Fall."
1: Yeah, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't.
3: No. All right. So, what would you? What? What do you take that to mean? I think that if you, means if you, uh, if it you get literally. too cocky, you're going to fall down. Okay, that's that's fine. That's that's basically what it is. But a group of lions is called a pride. Okay, and Leo is a lion. Leo is the lion. And Leo's in July Ooh, and August. That's before the fall. Yeah,
1: and and the Capricorn one because he likes to climb the mountain. Is that because it's coming back up? Uh,
3: the, That's because if uh, you're looking at the zodiac wheel, it's coming
1: back up. Cap- to, yeah,
3: yeah. Capricorn's at the bottom. The sun is going up yeah. a degree every day, so yeah. it starts to climb. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it's interesting. I've never really thought about it because you've put the sun. This is all in relation to the sun. Right. Right. I've never really thought about it that each of those. The way you've 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 put it here, it's 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 following the sun around,
3: right? It's interesting, exactly. That's all it is. That's all it does in the Bible. Um, in the Book of Micah, Micah predicts that a Savior is going to come from a town called Bethlehem in Israel. Right? You've heard of that. Yep. So Bethlehem in Hebrew is two words. It's Bet, which means house and Lechem, which means bread. So the house of bread. Well, I just told you that the house of bread was Virgo with Mm -hmm. the wheat stalk. So the Savior was predicted to come from a virgin. You see how that works? Yep. And you can go into his other nicknames uh, besides all that. You have Capricorn the goat. He's the scapegoat of Israel. You have the man sign Aquarius. He's the son of man. You have Pisces the two fish. He's the fisherman of men. You have the ram in Aries. He's the lamb of God. You have the lion in Leo. He's the lion of Judah. And then you have the lady holding the wheat stalk in Virgo. He's born of a virgin and called the bread of life. Then in Libra, he's the scale of justice. He's known as the just one. And it's why he's worshipped on the Sunday because he's the sun. If you look at any picture of Jesus. Uh, you'll see the following information. Number one, you'll see white Jesus, which is ridiculous. But white Jesus has a purpose that comes from a guy named Caesar Borgia. He was the bastard son of Alexander VI, uh, who was a pope from the Borgia Illuminati family. And before then, there was no face of Jesus. But Pope Alexander, yeah, they used to have kids. Uh, Pope Alexander uh, made his son the face of Jesus. So you can look up pictures of Caesar Borgia and you'll see the same face. But then the Jesus. other thing, yeah. And the other thing you'll see is that you'll see that the sun is always directly behind his head. The halo. That's because he's he's. Well, it's not really a halo. It's it's the sun. The sun is behind is behind his head, and that's because they're telling you he's the sun. Then you'll also see the heart with um, with thorns outside his body. And the reason you have the heart there is because it represents the toroidal field. So every heart has a toroidal field that extends six feet out from you. Right? I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever heard of that yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. the heart a, math. What, we
1: had the heart math guys on years ago. Yeah, it's fantastic.
3: Yeah. Right. But that, that's why the uh, elites want to keep you more than six feet apart because energies energy is mesh with one another. If you feed off each other, Yeah. you keep people six feet apart, you can't do that. Wow. And, and then the. Uh, The crown of thorns, which is usually on his head, which is on the heart, that represents the rays of the sun. So all that goes into pictures of white Jesus. They also do this. You ever seen this? Yeah. Jesus Baphomet, the devil, with two fingers like this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is an ancient cometic sign, which is an ancient Egyptian peace sign. Okay, this is a British war sign. This is an ancient peace sign. So they tell you they come in peace. Wow. Right. That's interesting so how they do
0: that because I think the uh, <laughs> the uh, swastika goes back to Egypt and used to have be good luck or something like that.
3: The swastika the goes India. back to the Hindus. The it Hindus, goes back. To, yeah. It goes back to yeah. the Hindus, but it actually goes back even further than that. Yeah. The swastika actually, the swastika actually goes back to this. If you were to take a picture of the Big Dipper on um, the solstices in the equinox. Okay, and then you put those four pictures together; it would form a swastika. That's where it comes from.
0: And then you'd be in
3: trouble. And you'd be a Nazi.
0: (laughs) And you'd be deplatformed.
3: Then you'd be. I can't imagine why you guys were (laughs) deplatformed.
0: Oh, I can think of a few reasons. (laughs) That's okay. They might let us back on. We'll see. If not, we'll be okay. We'll be okay.
3: Fair enough. So I'm going to give you a passage from the Bible. I'm not even going to decode this because you're going to see all of them. Okay? It's all there out in the open now that I went over the 12 sides. This is from Deuteronomy, okay?
0: Okay, one thing before you do that. Yes. When, when we were talking about Sagittarius shooting the sun and killing it, yeah. Now, are we talking about that on an annual basis as the sun goes down to the solstice, or are we talking about when we're in the sign of Sagittarius, bad things happen?
3: No, you're, you're talking about during the year. Okay. i wonder we're talking if, about during the year. I
0: wonder if that, see, here's what I'm thinking, is Sagittarius is in a bad spot, it ends the year, it ends the sun, maybe it, that's when we run into the rocks. How long until we're in the Sagittarius
3: sign again? Um, we're in aquarius right now which means that after it is capricorn and then sagittarius okay. so we've yeah, got sometime. about let's see here we've got 2 4 almost 6 about 4 yeah almost yeah all right i'll be okay
1: so we're right at the beginning of aquarius too so you know this yeah, could we're,
0: be we're this could, could be a in. long this
3: could be a long was struggle
0: it? right i mean was it was it was it
3: 2012 yeah december 21st 2012 this, just like everyone went bananas on on Y two K, yeah. Just like everyone with bananas on December twenty first, two thousand and twelve, the Mayan calendar ran out. That's all that happened. It yeah. just switched zodiac signs. But it wasn't th- the end of the world.
0: That's when we made our first Gramerica web page.
1: But these religious these religious hegemonies almost during these signs right. take a, a long time to collapse. Right. What do you mean? Like the Christa, you went through like the Egyptians, the Jews, the Christians.
3: Oh yeah, it takes place. We're not gonna be alive for it. Yeah. We're yeah, only yeah. seeing the beginning of it. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah. This the, the, but, the I mean, religious I just showed like, you. The, yeah.
0: There'd be a hundred generations, why, I guess.
3: That's why we're in a new sign right now. That's why we have to. That's why everybody's saying we have to have a one world religion. Right. That's why all the elites are saying that right now, because you have to. They follow the stars. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right.
1: So does right. it go does it go in a hump or does it go like is there a trend <laughs> line in that two thousand year cycle when that That religion is peaking. That global, yeah, that that dominant religion, let's say, is peaking or taking over, or like, have you gone to that level of detail in each like stage? No, I
3: haven't tracked. I mean, I assume you could.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you you could or not. I
3: mean, but I, 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 I think each one would be different.
1: Oh, maybe, yeah, yeah, or maybe it Um, could just be sort of a you know an angle upwards until it collapses. You know.
3: Well I think that uh, like I said, I think that it's going to be merging with machines, yeah I, th- I think that's the new religion because you you need the following to actually create a religion. one, you need a book, two, you need an army to kill people and convert them. <laughs> that's how it's always been done. yeah and you can't really do that now because everybody's got instant communication like this, right so that's not really going to happen we have we have if anybody tried to start a new religion. Nowadays, with the internet, everyone would know about it immediately and and it would never take off.
1: Well, because it's couched, it's it's not really couched as a religion, it's an ism. It's a scientism based on propaganda and censorship. I mean, they're, you know, they're doing it just not in that traditional way.
3: Exactly. So. Should I should I read you guys this yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, sorry, we'll keep we keep derailing
3: it, but it's fun. That's no, I don't do. I don't mind that. That's yeah. fine. I don't mind it. Um so he he so Deuteronomy 32, they say he gave them honey from the cliffs and olive oil from the rocky ground. He gave his people butter from the herd and milk from the flock. He gave them lambs and goats. They had the best rams from Bashan and the finest wheat. They drank the best wine made from the juice of red grapes. Wow. But Jeshurun became fat and kicked wow, like a ball. Wow, that's crazy, dude. So I'm going to decode right, the do you
1: didn't even have to decode it because it just pops right out.
3: I'm going to decode the ones that you, you, you didn't pick up in there, though. Okay, okay. okay yeah. He gave them honey from the cliffs. There's a group of stars in, in the sign Cancer called the Beehive Cluster. It's an asterism, it's a closely knit group of stars called the Beehive Cluster. So that's where the honey comes from. Olive oil is also pressed in Libra. Um, he gives people butter from the herd and milk from the flock. That's milk based, so that comes from the Milky Way galaxy, which centers in Sagittarius, okay? So you have beehive cluster and cancer, Milky Way and Sagittarius, so the land so from cancer to Sagittarius is the land of milk and honey and then. You picked up on the rest, but they're, they're right there. It's out there in the open. Yeah. You know where it goes
1: lambs, goats, rams, wheat, wine.
0: Yeah. And that isn't, that's, is that in order too?
3: No, no, not in order, right? Right. This one is pretty cool though. Um This is a revelation. I'll go into the new Testament. Okay, so in Revelation 4, 7, it says the first living creature was like a lion. The second one was like an ox. The third had a face like a man. The fourth was like a flying eagle. Okay, so the first one was like a lion, Leo. The second was like an ox, Taurus. The third had a face of a man. That's Aquarius. And the fourth is like a flying eagle. In astrology, Scorpio is the belly crawling creature. It's the lowest form of life on Earth, but its metaphysical evolved form is the eagle. It's the flying eagle. You know the fighter Khabib, the guy who knocked out uh, uh, what's his name? Conor McGregor? McGregor, yeah. He's known as the flying eagle. He's a Scorpio. Okay.
0: Oh, was that the knee to the face guy? Yeah. Or was that something else? I don't really know what I'm talking about. I was a super lucky guess. (laughs)
3: So basically The flying eagle is a Scorpio So those four signs that I just told you You have the zodiac wheel And then you have the solstices And then the equinox They form a perfect cross That's the cross of God's son Through this cross These four signs do this They interlock and make an X through that Okay, and they also happen to be The four fixed signs of the zodiac
0: What does that mean, a fixed sign?
3: You have like a mutable sign. You have a cardinal sign. I don't it's know. more deep astrology. Okay. I don't know if you ever got into it.
1: Well, we had it. We've had some stuff read and all before. We've we've done I've a little. I've had but, a bunch
0: of readings that blowing my mind, but yeah. I've never really picked up. on it When how you don't happening. go deep
1: to learn it, it's hard to. It's hard to you know grasp all of it. Mm-hmm. I think.
3: Yeah, you have to really dive into it. Yeah. Um. So, basically, I'll go into Revelation 12 now. I'm going to paraphrase this one. Well, actually, I'll just read it. It doesn't matter. Fuck it. A great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and a crown of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns on its heads. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to oh, earth. I
1: love that. That That's one of my favorites.
3: The, the woman with the dragon.
1: Yeah, that whole thing. Yeah, the the seven okay. heads and the ten horns. And
3: I'm not going to get into that because I don't do numerology, really. That's okay. That's okay. But 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 listen to this one. So you like that passage? Listen to this. A great sign appeared in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun. That's a metaphor for the sun being in Virgo, because the woman's sign is Virgo. If the if the sun is in Virgo, then that means the moon is directly under it. So the moon is at her feet. Then another sign appeared in heaven: a red dragon. Have you heard of the constellation Draco, the dragon? Yeah, yeah. Okay, its tail swept a, t- a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to Earth. Well, the, the tail of the, the tail of Draco goes from Aries to Sagittarius, which is literally a third of the zodiac.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Draco sounds like trouble. <laughs> <laughs>
3: sound like bad,
1: bad aliens.
0: Is there really? any aliens from Draco, Ground?
1: Well, you're thinking like reptilians and all that. That's right? what I'm that thinking? What thinking. Because yeah.
0: I'm thinking, well, as soon as you mentioned um, the star that we're aligned with, the, everyone says that's where the good aliens come from.
3: The good aliens come from uh, Pleiades. Pleiades. Oh, right. Seven sisters. Right. I'm confused seven again. Sisters. The seven sisters. We
1: saw, we saw the Pleiades rise, uh, rise once when we were looking for UFOs in the middle of the night. And it was kind of foggy mm-hmm. and there was northern lights that night and it rose. And it was like a ball of blue-green amorphous energy. It was crazy. I got up out of what? my seat and I ran over. I'm like, what is that? And the initial thing that came to my head was Pleiades. And then I thought, no, it's something else. There's this thing and i think there was haze from the fires too which might have contributed like on the horizon and a bunch of other people got up too and we were looking at it and then sure enough like as the minutes go by and and we were we were calling out what it was and there was flashbulbs answering and it came through it came up and it was the seven sisters
0: mm. what are the flashbulbs <laughs> yeah. bulbs say? i was you thinking like it, graham out,
1: no, i think so
0: Or is it just two flashes for yes and one flash for no? (laughs) I can't remember. Okay.
1: (laughs) Anyways, I thought about mythology and going back and I'm going, what did the ancients think of this if they saw this? Right. Like, it was profound enough that I jumped out of my seat and ran like 20 feet closer.
3: Where was this?
1: (laughs) We were out in the middle of the night looking for UFOs, like doing a C-SETI meditation, like a CE5 meditation.
3: The was there ayahuasca involved?
1: No, 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 none of us. We were all uh, just sober, uh, sober UFO hunting, kind of, you know, or making contact, really, with love. Like it was a whole meditative process and all that. And Yeah.
3: Well, you know, you know, intention matters, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. That's why we always with, have to make it about the more people. And,
3: the more people you get together, there was a study that was done years ago. Yeah. They flew in a bunch of Buddhist monks. Yeah. From uh, India. India, I think it was India, they flew in a bunch of Buddhist monks and they flew them into Washington, D.C., and they put them up in hotels. Yeah. And every day for three weeks, they prayed for peace. Right? Yep. They all got together in one giant place and they prayed together. The murder rate in Washington, D.C., went down 30% for that period of time. Yeah.
1: Huh. We need more monks. (laughs) I remember that study. I thought it was Israel, though, or somewhere in the Middle East that they did that.
3: No, 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 no. It was Washington, D.C. Wow.
0: Yeah, it'd be good to just have some, you know, we need a couple monks in each neighborhood praying for peace. This is how each neighborhood should have its own doctor and its own monk.
3: (laughs) That's a good idea.
0: That's a start. It's a start. So... What, so we're nine years in to Aquarius, and this is a good thing I think this is so do you predict that um do you, do you does Aquarius start rough or like does there any sort of like how do we get out of it? Is there any sort of historical context to or cycle to how this starts out because it's not starting great <laughs> Is it going to? I guess now they say the
3: revolution will not be televised. Yes, that's that's kind of what's happening.
1: Yeah, like Mike has said, a lot of people are waking up. I mean, you can look at it both ways. A ton of people are going. What is our government doing? What is the World Health Organization doing? What is happening? People are waking up, but there's also a massive takeover. So maybe a a small percentage just can get out of it and go free, you know. But scientism will take over for twenty one hundred and sixty years or whatever it is.
0: Well, maybe it's paganism comes back and we're all just like fun-loving hippies living (laughs) off the land, just fucking and eating mushrooms and having a good time. Can it be that?
3: I'm telling you, what they really need to do is raid the Vatican and go get the archives. Let's
0: do it. Why don't we just start a like a, can we just do like the raid? Remember there was the raid the Area 51, but but we'll do a raid the Vatican. We probably just got banned from Facebook now.
1: Yeah, Mark just mentioned in the chat. Sounds a lot like Santos Bonici stuff. Yeah, it's uh, Mark. Or, uh, it's similar.
3: It's Michael similar but the decodings, Yeah, but the codings are mine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I take some of his stuff and I credit him all the time. Like I always start by talking about him and I credit him because he's been a huge inspiration to me. We've talked about he's he's uh, he's always been very kind to reach out. Uh, for I haven't talked to him in a while, but. Um, You know, he was very supportive early on. He sent me his works. He sent me stuff. So
1: yeah, no, it's it's fantastic, man. I mean, have you read Hamlet's Mill at all?
3: No, I haven't. You're gonna have to give me a list of stuff to read.
1: They're they're doing they're kind of mentioning what you're mentioning in a way, but going into all the mythol like they talk about the Norse Norse mythologies and the and the South Americans and the old Indians and the Vedas and the. All of them and they all a lot of them have these same things that you're showing here. You know, it might be a, mm-hmm. a myth about the the RAM or a myth about this and that. And and it's they've all got it from the stars, it seems. And how they could mm-hmm. all come up with the the same kind of myth based on a thing that could be interpreted many different ways is that's the to me the one of the big mysteries is a collective. It pawn. was
3: given it was given, given to us. Yeah. I mean you ever wonder why why there's pyramids in every continent. Yeah. You know, and there's no way they would have known. Everything is on a grid, everything's on a, a like an energetic ley-line, grid.
1: Leyline, like?
3: Do you think yeah, that's a every- higher
1: higher power
0: thing, or do you think?
3: I I don't know. I don't know. It could well, be. Well, you. Well, I mean, you could take you could take you could take the Book of Enoch literally. You talk about Enki and Enlil. You could talk about that. The interesting thing about that too is they talk about like modifying an animal to make humans, right? that's what they it seems like we're pig and monkey pretty much but the interesting thing about that too is if you look at um if you look at the human body and you look at the DNA and you look at chromosome number two it's 35% larger than the others and in the middle of it it looks like it was literally fused together
0: (laughs) that's awesome I'd have to look that picture up now I have to check that
3: um
1: oh man what was I going to say about that the uh because your book, I mean, talking about divine inspiration, the book you're just talking, giving us that hint about is that evil, evil thing, the evil entity that gets into, uh-huh. you know, well, I mean, we just had a guest on recently, we talked CCP. about that. It was fantastic. It was like there's a higher, there's a higher force here at work, mm-hmm. and so I think what you're saying is there was divine inspiration about all this, but there's also the other side, the dark side, the dark force, which could be yeah. an archon or, or whatever that like you, was that in relation to that vaccine? Is that, was that what you were saying in your other book? No, 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 no. What the evil was in...
3: entity was, the evil entity was just like a, it was like a Bilderberg type group.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So interesting, right? Just what we were talking about last night.
0: The CCP, baby. <laughs>
1: yeah, the CCP. <laughs> So how did your how did this change your view of religion then? All this all this research. I mean, because it's almost more I mean, fascinating. I mean, it's almost more fascinating. It's like how did they put all this together?
3: Right. The interesting thing is how they write one thing, but completely hide something under it. That's so interesting to me because I've not mastered that. I've tried to. I've encoded my books a little bit for people to find Easter eggs yeah. in them, but. Um, let me read you another passage real quick. This, okay. is, a, this is a bit of a longer one. You familiar with the book of Job?
1: Yep. Yeah. Well, not familiar I mean, with familiar it. With, I know yeah. it exists. Yeah.
0: Actually, <laughs> that's not so, true. I, I've been told it exists. I've never seen it. or I don't know what's in it. You could say okay. anything and I would believe you. <laughs> um, but, but I trust really you. I trust It's really tempting. I, I do. I do. I have read some of the book of Enoch. That's the only one, and that was just because of von Daniken and that sort of stuff. But I mean, and I've read most of the Bible. Well, like half. Okay. okay. A third, for sure.
3: Right. So um, I figure I'll read this, and then I'll talk about my books for a few.
0: Sure. Totally.
3: All right, so in Job 3832, 32, uh, this is basically God's words. This is basically God's words to um to Job. He says, Can you lead forth the Maseroth? The Maseroth literally means the zodiac. Uh, over time it becomes Mazalot, and over time that becomes mazeltov in Judaism, <laughs> which is good fortune from the stars. Whoa.
0: And is that why you say Mazel Tov when you turn 13? Because you've just passed the 12?
3: So the 12 is the 12 signs of the Zodiac. The reason that Jesus disappears from 12 to 30 is because they used to say you couldn't teach until Saturn comes back. So you're born and Saturn's in one location. Saturn takes 30 years to revolve oh around the sun. Oh. What
2: the fuck?
0: And I'm confused too, because I was thinking Mazel Tov was like the Jewish no, coming no. of age thing.
3: no, no. What is it? No, it just means good fortune. Yeah, the so, it's just so what they know, yell at so, the weddings yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mazel
0: tov! <laughs> yeah. I was confused. I was thinking you're it thinking was the other, other thing. thing. Yeah, I, I don't know what, that what it is.
1: Again? When, you go, when you're a young boy or man and you go get your manhood or whatever? I don't, I What's don't it know, it know what that is. The bar bar a, Mitzvah?
0: Bar Mitzvah. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Yes.
1: Is that 13? Bar Mitzvah?
0: I think it is 13, yeah. It's 12, 12, 13. Yeah. I'm only 1.9% Jewish, so I'm a little behind on the... uh, I just found out. You got your ancestry? Yes. Yeah. I wasn't as Indian as I thought, or the government thinks. Don't tell them, or they'll take my (laughs) treaty card away. No, they cleaned They cleared it up because uh, it turns out, like, all the other stuff I am is... uh, Counts as Indian. The last thing they sent me said, like, all your Mesoamerican stuff basically just means North American Indian. Wow. Which to me just is, you know, more information, more, more evidence that the South Americans are just Indians that made it further than us when we were running away from the flood or whatever the fuck happened. I think flood, but that's just me.
3: Mm -hmm. All right. So let me, let me finish this passage up real quick. yeah, Yeah. So he says, the first two are blatantly obvious. God says, can you bind the chains of the Pleiades? Can you loosen Orion's belt? Those are two blatantly obvious ones. Then he says, can you bring forth the constellation in their seasons or lead out the bear with its cubs? The constellations of the zodiac above and the bear and its cubs are Ursa Major, the great bear, and Ursa Minor, which is part of the Big Dipper. Then he says, who can tip over the water jars of heavens? That's Aquarius. And he says, do you hunt the prey for the lioness and satisfy the hunger of the lions? That's Leo. And he says, who provides food for the raven? That's the constellation Corvus, which means raven and borders on Virgo. Do you watch when the doe bears her fawn? That's Mriga, M-R-I-G-A, which means deer and is located in Orion. Who let the wild donkey go free? That's Acellus borealis, which means donkey and is located in Cancer. Will the wild ox consent to serve you? That's Taurus. The wings of the ostrich flap joyfully. That's Lambda Aquila. Do you give the horse the strength? It laughs at fear, afraid of nothing. It does not shy away from the sword. The quiver rattles against its side, along with the flashing spear and lance. Remember the spear? Yep. There you go. It's right there. That's Sagittarius with the bow and the arrow. Then he says, does the eagle soar at your command and build its nest on high? That's Aquila, which is the Latin name for eagle and is a constellation a few degrees above the celestial equator. Finally he says, Can you pull in Levithian with a fish hook? Huh. That's Pisces. Huh. So that's the whole thing. That's fantastic. And now here's the interesting thing. You want to know why astrology is considered evil? Have you heard of the Roman Catholic Catechisms? Yeah. Have you heard of the Roman Catholic catechisms? Yep. yep. Okay. Uh, here's Catechism two one one six. All forms of divination are to be rejected, yeah. recourse, to, recourse to Satan or demons, conjuring up the dead or other practices falsely supposed to unveil the future. Consulting horoscopes, astrology, palm reading, interpretation of omens and lots, the phenomena of clairvoyance and recourse to mediums all conceal a desire for power over time, history, and in the last analysis, other human beings, as well as a wish to conciliate hidden powers. They contradict the honor, respect, and loving fear we owe to God alone. Wow. So the church literally has an active interest in making sure that you don't believe in astrology.
1: Or follow omens
0: or anything from the sounds of it.
1: Have you heard that millionaires mm-hmm. don't follow astrology? The billionaires do?
3: Yeah, that was J.P. Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> was J.P. Morgan. I hope you guys don't mind. I'm gonna have a cigarette because no, it's that's getting okay. cold outside.
1: Yeah, no problem.
0: No problem at all. We don't you can smoke in here when you're on the zoom. I've been I quit smoking I must be six or seven years now, so I don't you couldn't mm. smoke if you're in the
3: studio, but we'll allow this. Uh, fine. Yeah. I smoke so I smoke so you don't have to. That's there right. We I
0: smoke enough weed to make up for it. Um fantastic. So can you uh can you sort of, before we go, can you take us for a rundown sort of through the, through the first book, sort of as much as you can to to sort of tantalize the audience? I mean, I'm waiting this for is the audio This is fantastic,
3: audiobook. though. I like this.
0: I'm waiting for the audiobook
3: personally. Yeah. yeah. Who's a narrator? Do you know yet? I just picked them out today, but I got to check with my publisher to see if he likes the two of them. Well,
1: today he just did that? Oh, that's crazy.
3: Yeah. I'm on a real... Uh, what was
0: Buddy's name? I can't even remember now. I've been listening to The Last Kingdom for so long now that I can't remember anyone but Matt Bates. Yeah.
3: So the first book is simply this: it's a kid, this guy Graham. He's a high, uh, he's a college, he's a Harvard med student, and he's a functioning alcoholic. And he doesn't believe in conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know anything about the Zodiac. He doesn't know anything. He gets a call from his mother that his brother died, and his brother was a marine that was fighting in Syria. And his whole troop died, except for two people. So he has to go to Washington, D.C. to get a medal for his brother from the president. So he goes there. While he goes there in his drunken stupor, he opens up his email and he finds an old email from a randomly encrypted email address. He opens it up and it's an email from his brother. And his brother wrote him this nonsensical, crazy letter that doesn't make any kind of sense he gets back home after the medal and he shows it to his best friend. who's like this complete conspiracy nut who realizes that it's a really complex cryptogram and it takes him all the way up to the, to the top of the top to like the church, to the Vatican, to the president, to everything. And that's basically book one. You read book one, right? Yeah, yeah What I did, did you yeah. think?
1: Yeah, it's great. Fantastic. Like I said, it has all these awesome, you know, components, mystery, ancient mysteries and esoteric stuff in there. I mean, it's great. And it was written yeah. well. I like so, yeah. I like the story, too. I mean, I'm not just, you know, talking about the components of it, but it was good, <gasps> yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: So basically, I have a six-book series. Three of them are out. Three of them are coming out. The fourth book that we were talking about, the vaccine book, that's coming out uh, March 15th. You know, and uh, now everything has been good. So, you know, sales have been good. I'm on Twitter and Facebook at Mike Dank. If you want to buy signed copies directly from me, if you're interested in the kind of stuff we talked about tonight, or you're interested in just learning a lot about this kind of stuff, because I barely touched anything, yeah, to be honest with you, tonight, um, reach out to me on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, the other thing, too, is, is that I'm having my first book converted into a script, and my publicist has a couple of uh, movie producers that are interested in seeing it. Great. Oh, nice. We could use more of this kind of stuff. Be careful
1: with that, though. Eh? Make sure it's. Make just, sure you keep script control. Don't get them. Don't get them to do it their way.
0: I, you know, I'd love to see who else's book I'd love to see as a movie. Uh,
1: Carl. Yeah. Carl yeah. Joseph DeMarco. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's just, yeah. it's along the same thing, vein. It's like a it's an international intrigue with all this all these all these topics woven in. I love international yeah. intrigue. Yeah.
3: Yes, that's that's the best way to describe it. Good job. That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll send everybody your way, and uh, let us know when the audiobooks come out,
0: because we're, really sure. great, we're huge audiobook fans. Graham will send you a testimonial.
3: Yeah. Mm, I appreciate that. To the back of the book. Yeah. Hopefully you guys get back on Twitter.
0: Nah. Um, here's my take on Twitter. I feel like it's stealing my mojo. I've been off Twitter for like four days. I got more done. I got more done. I feel better. I might never go back. Wow. Here's the problem is that it's a huge promotional tool. We got a whack of followers on there and it always helps sell masks and shirts and all that sort of stuff. So if they do give it back, I think what we'll end up doing moving forward is just kind of using it to post new shows and reach out to guests and like, Not really post anything else, not really be political or activist or whatever we think we're doing on there is clearly not appreciated.
3: Yeah, you guys are, uh, you guys are, you guys need to get back on there.
0: Here's hoping. We're still on Facebook, but it's getting close and Instagram is about ready. Instagram's
1: starting to delete posts for dumb reasons, so I don't know. It's, got, it's, it's 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 all ramping up to be honest with you. We so. got
0: threat like in the in the span of a week, we got the Twitter suspension, Instagram warning. Facebook has now limited all our posts and sent us a thing because we've been fact checked a bunch of times and we're full of shit apparently. so now, so
3: a while back a while back I, uh, I I was on Facebook and I posted one of my friends, this like bouquet of dicks. Picture and I got to, I got I got thrown into Twitter jail for it. Nice. So I was, I was pissed. So I freaking went on Twitter and I found what was her name? Cheryl Sandberg, the head of uh, YouTube? YouTube. No, the head of uh, the head of Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The head of Facebook, and I posted the picture on on Twitter, and I tagged her in it, and I said, "Should I really be banned for this?" And she never replied. <laughs>
0: then you got banned from Twitter. No, so yep. we got the Instagram, Facebook said that we were fact-checked, so they were going to start limiting all our posts, uh, the Twitter thing, and then even like our swag shop decided that some of our shirts and stuff were, were below bar, so they they were removing those, and they were going to take a look at our whole catalog to see if we had to be removed. <laughs> So I wow. just said, fuck you. Don't bother. We quit. We're out. Can, and, and we can just you get a, can, you put a,
3: can you get a t shirt. Can you make a t shirt with a bouquet of dicks?
1: I, well, we can now because we, we now. just left <laughs> yeah. Redbubble. We left Redbubble, right. yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Unceremoniously.
3: Terrible, guys.
1: But that, that's what this has been a great chat. Yeah, really. Uh, maybe when a couple other books come out, you, you should come back on and we'll do it again. Get the a little chats deeper. are loving yeah, we, it. Yeah,
3: yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll send you the books when they come in.
1: Yeah, it's it's great. Love it.
3: Yeah, I'm super stoked
0: to listen to the audiobook. I really am. And, right.
1: and we'll send you some links to our friends that work there. You're gonna love that. The the myths of the stars and uh, mm-hmm. Hamlet's Mill. Like it's just. You I think just it, finished <laughs> reading Hamlet's Mill. Yeah, I just finished reading it. So, yeah, we're putting it out okay. on audio. So we'll let you know when it comes out on audio, dude.
3: Look forward to it, guys. All right,
1: thanks, buddy. Good on. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Good to see you. Have a good thanks night. Thanks for having me. Take care, okay. guys. Bye. See ya.
0: was our chat. A Dank, what'd you think, buddy? Yeah,
1: dude, it was good. I, I didn't pick up on all this when I was reading his presentation ahead of time, trying to study for the show a little bit. I did not pick up on, like, just, I don't know, dude. I, I I'm thinking more and more. Like, these guys were so creative writing all this in. Like this, oh, yeah. based on the stars. Like, Makes come on, how does this?
0: You really start to realize how easily they could just whip up a whole secret history <laughs> or a whole exactly, fake history, exactly. right? So it's like they are just sitting around, just like, oh yeah, and then the Romans did this, and then. <laughs> <laughs> if, mm. if anything, that'd be even easier because you have some sort of a like. Um, no, I don't. They think have it the would stars as a backdrop.
1: Yeah, and they just watch the sun go through all these constellations and make up myths about it. And
0: I mean, I'm, I'm interested to hear what Dave has to say because it might be interesting to get him and Dave on together, get them in the same room at oh, some yeah. point, and go no, back and no, forth. Oh, totally,
1: dude. There's a ton of overlap, I'm sure. There's got yeah. to be right. And I learned a little bit more this time too about that. Awesome. Did you? Yeah, the sun. Just it just sort of clicked. So a couple things clicked.
0: The sun of God.
1: Sun. We have we have uh, somebody that might be coming on about that. Who? worshipping the sun all the sun and there's that audiobook we should read about that all oh, the all the uh all the stuff on the sun didn't reply. the ancient religions on the sun so. only on the sun and the sun and the sun did you tell them well we just got our twitter canceled from our main show but this is just a backup account for another show that i've got access to so did you explain all
0: that yeah we're well, I, well, how much can I explain? No, how much That's do you what in?
1: I'm joking. I'm just yeah. bugging you. you. I don't think it's a good it's a good know, look to say I we're know, suspended I mean. from Twitter either. <laughs> <laughs> you want to come on our show? <laughs>
0: yeah. we're over the target. <laughs> yeah, we're over the target. They keep kicking us <laughs> off social media. That's it. You
1: want to talk about the sun worship?
0: Yeah, that's it. Anyway, a huge thank the thanks to Micah for coming on the show. Uh, thanks everybody. Thanks to everyone for listening. We appreciate you. We love you. We love that you listen. We appreciate that you listen. Uh, da, 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 da. what else we got? We got to support the show. We appreciate if you support the show, it's a value for value show and it doesn't work if you guys don't, uh, reciprocate the value Find from the show. If it's adding a little bit of value to your life, to your commute, whatever that's doing head over to grindamerica.ca slash support, sign up for a monthly or one-time donation or whatever, uh, whatever that value looks like to you. Maybe you can send it back our way in some way. That's how we pay the bills, keep everything going keep the lights on and try and live our best life over here. You got anything else? Spam Graham, grab. Yeah, sign up for the
1: newsletter. That's important for sure. Sign up for the chat. Join the chats.
2: We've rewatched the newsletter.
1: Graham, Join us on Instagram. Put your feedback. You can put feedback on the show on Instagram if you want, but I mean, Instagram, I don't know how long that's going to last. We're yeah. getting post deleted. So
0: go America. news to sign up for the newsletter. America. outlaw If you want to check out our other show, all that fantastic stuff. I mean, if you just sign up for the newsletter, that's the best way to find out about everything. Get in the chats at slash chats. That's quickly becoming the only way to get in touch with us. We'll be in our own social media networks very soon, it seems like. <laughs> that's gramerica.ca slash chats and grammarica.ca slash social. Uh, yeah, you can find us there. Support the show. We love you. Sign up for the newsletter, SpamGram. Be kind to each other. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next week.
2: Think if I sit here long enough Fixed to this green, brown, blue spot on earth Approximately or two thousand years In no Domini, ain't no Domini no My hot drink would turn cold My hot drink would turn cold. My hot drink would turn cold. Dream sequence. Dream sequence. Dream sequence. She'd eventually roll by on her bicycle, on her bicycle, on her bicycle. Basket and all. Green, brown, blue, green, brown, blue, green, brown, blue. Camouflage chameleon. this morning feeling around for my shoes now songbirds chirping. Woke up this morning feeling around for my shoes.
4: I love you up to the sky, I love you up to the
2: sky, I love you up to the sky, I love you up to the sky, I love you up to to Is the question, baby. Woke up this morning and all my blues was dead and gone.